Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. My name is not Michael Dow. I am John Rudd. <laughs> and I am joined here. John Rudd Thomas. Oh my goodness. I've taken control. Uh, <laughs> um, so Mike is away tonight, uh, and me and Sue wanted to hang out and talk. But before we get to that, and by the way, I am joined here by Sue Timberlake. Sorry about that, Sue. Uh, but okay. before we get into it, I just want to remind everybody that we uh, love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. You can get us in a few different ways. You can go on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. You can go on Twitter at civilpoliticsfm. And you can email us civilpolitics at valley – sorry, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Um last one is probably the best one because <laughs> I can check that the most. And uh, you can always listen to past episodes and uh, get in touch with us through our website. That is civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, so like I said, Mike is away. Hope you are feeling good, Mike, uh, taking the night off, being all restful. And I'm here with Sue and we're just going to we're going to do something a little different. We're just going to hang out and talk about, uh, really dig into a couple subjects. And the first one that you were talking about was the uh, the state of the Republican Party. Oh, boy. Is that is that Civil the, War. The, that's what you were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, it's a it's a it's a you know, I feel very passionately about it, but sometimes I don't know how I feel about it because. You know, none of the factions really line up with my political views. You know, it's sort of like both both sets of factions. I share some views with them, but Mm -hmm. it just it feels like my party's fracturing. Oh yeah, I mean, we uh, yeah. Well, even who they invited to CPAC, you know, that's happening this weekend. um, They asked asked I think it was Jim Jordan whether uh, Trump should be invited. And it's, of course he should be invited. And then they asked Liz Cheney and she's like, yeah, uh, you know, CPAC can do what they want, but I don't think so. That was, you know, uh, she voted to impeach him. That was actually Kevin McCarthy, who is the, uh, oh, it was Kevin. Yeah. The, uh, not the, he's, he's minority leader. Yeah. He's minority leader. Yeah. In, um, in, in the house. So yeah, it was, and uh, he also, hmm? he also advised on, um, uh, House of Cards. Jesus. He was an advisor on House of Cards. Isn't that bizarre? Wow. <laughs> the okay. show. You know, the very yeah, 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 the yeah. very dark show with Kevin Spacey and yeah. <laughs> um anyway, uh yeah, that guy. Um yeah, he was he was in front of cameras and he, and they were like, Is that is it a good thing that and he's like, Yeah, that's fine and then Liz Cheney, what do you think? He, she's like I, I'm not in charge. I don't think that it's a good idea. He's not a good, he's, he's not a good effect on our party. Um, I poop on his grave. That's basically what I, <laughs> I think you're um, paralleling what she said, but yes, well, that know, was I'm paraphrasing that was a little bit. <laughs> 
Well, and and the depth of that, you know, for her to be almost censored by the party mm. for doing that. And a lot of the six or seven that stood up um, have been uh, Republicans who stood up for impeaching the, the Trumpster. Yeah. Um, you know, they've all suffered consequences for that. They really Some have. of them more than others. They really And yet really I have. think it was a total vote of conscience. I just, I can't imagine anybody thinking that. I mean, you know, all the graft and that's been going on. And Mitch McConnell agrees with him. Yeah. And he voted the other way. Yeah. Because uh, of constitutional uh, actually he voted, Yeah. The technicality. Yeah. Well, you know, people hide behind technicality. They really do. Even though they'd already voted as a body, right? To say that it was constitutional. Yeah. So. Well, he voted that it wasn't. So, you know, yeah. at least he's being... <sighs> I don't know. He's being a Michigan. He's stuck in. Like, he was stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the strength of what he's done, and when you think of it, he's really working to maintain power. I mean, he's nothing if not a power. Oh, he's. Animal. He, I mean, so. he's amazing at his job. I mean, credit yeah. where credit credits due. He is absolutely fantastic at his job. The problem is, his job is being horrifying. He's being a horrifying person. <laughs> well. You know, we sometimes we all disagree on civil politics about what a good outcome would be. Mm -hmm. But I think everybody would have to acknowledge that he um, put up with Trump enough that he got all those conservative judges on. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a goal and he worked very actively and very successfully to, you know, what is it? um, Pack the courts. Yep. I think he packed he's packed the courts with a lot of. you know, from my perspective, good conservatives, but, yeah. you know, certainly conservative uh, folks. So. The, like, he packed the court, and not only that, he capped uh, the previous president, like Obama. He kept him from appointing, oh, yeah. like, not even the, just Any. appointing a lot of judges. He kept those positions open for, in some cases, years. So uh, yeah. the next the next Republican president could could appoint like I think Trump appointed like three hundred judges, something like that. Like yeah, I was going to say it was in the hundreds. Yeah, yep. and those and all of those judges they're there for life. That's it until they retire. That's yeah. they, they unless they get impeached, which that's not yeah. happening. So I mean, yeah, in that's very rare. in in you know. Uh, some of those judges have handed down decisions against Trump, which I'm sure he's not happy about, but still they're constitutionalists, they're originalists, they're conservative, they're, you know, and yeah. so, yeah, he's, he, uh, Mitch McConnell ha- it has been fantastic for Mitch McConnell's legacy and for, uh, I was going to say that is going to be for years, as you yeah, said, that's, it's, it's going to, it's going to affect how things are decided for years. He to is come. going to be in the history. And I think Roe Ro v. Wade is, is, uh, probably at risk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have the, and um, as a feminist that bothers me, but I, I do think it's at risk. We do have the that, judges uh, that are everywhere. We do have that law that got passed in South Carolina, I think I forget, but there was a very, very stringent um, anti-abortion law uh, that, uh, like a heart, like you, yeah, after a, like a heartbeat, heartbeat uh, yep. and you can only do it up to a certain point. Uh, you have the doctor had to do uh, the heartbeat exam. They 
and yeah. the only restrictions is um you know like incest or assault or something like that like there's it was so life for the mother yeah yep rape incest mm-hmm. but life for the mother and so of course planned parenthood uh has sued of course and yep. now and the judge uh is going to rule on that they're going to kick it up to the supreme court and that's that was yep. the whole that's the point like a bunch of states have have done that and yeah. i don't to know test it maybe yeah and it's i think it's at 12 weeks i forget whether it's nine or 12 weeks but just barely when you'd know you were pregnant mm-hmm. yeah a lot of women and, don't uh, know before makes, 10 weeks you know yeah i mean a lot of and women so, don't know before six weeks like definitely so and there's been a few women that have gone all the way to term and not realized oh yeah they're unusual mm-hmm. yeah but it it's it is really an attempt to prevent abortion totally because of the time frame that they're choosing. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of states, very early made these, uh, a bunch of states made these laws specifically to kick it up the chain, to try to force a, yeah. a constitutional. And this is why we need law, like Congress to actually write laws. Crazy. I know, but we need Congress yep. to actually write Do laws. their jobs. Exactly. Like you want to write a like, if you if enough people care about it and write a law saying it's constant it, it's it's a right it's a federal right yeah you know so and you know the next president can't overturn it it's actually a better way to govern it is laws yes I mean that's who, who thought <laughs> the the whole point of laws is to uh, enshrine certain certain rights or certain guidelines so they are hard to to remove like it can't be just a signing statement can't be just an executive order because that's just we can change that in four years or even before that it can't be just a supreme court decision because we can just make a law you know like you make a law and you get it passed the problem is that you need like 60 votes to pass the law yeah (laughs) well do what what do you think the likelihood of some sort of immigration action is Given the, the tenor uh, of Congress, and I mean, there's an know, immigration package that time. got that got floated, um, and there is opposition to it. I did, but it's still going through the motions right now. Uh, yeah, and there's like apparently a bunch more kids getting sent across the border, so we have to take care of those. We can't have to take care of that. The the Biden administration is really trying to apparently place them in safe environments and not you know in cages but we'll see how that works out you know yeah um yeah i was wondering how you how you would handicap it did you see the thing mike sent us um i guess earlier i don't know if it was yesterday or today about um them matching up kids with their parents you know there were was there 500 yeah kids like 100 that, 100 families got reunited reunited yeah yeah yeah, which is great progress. I mean, it's only been like thirty days, hasn't it? Yeah, for, um, Biden to be be in. Yeah, it's and they've really already good. matched up twenty percent of them. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, but those kids will be damaged for life, having been mm-hmm. separated from their parents like that. Oh yeah, they're, they're, like I'm I mean, sure there's going to be like be psychological damage. I mean, just being in prison. The kids were in prison. And this is something that I wanted to like getting back to the original point, like the uh, the Republican Party um, cheerleaded 
this sort of treatment. A lot of them were a lot of in and I do want to say uh, like I always say when we're talking about the Republican Party, I am talking about the Republicans in power, the leadership, the the elected officials. I'm not talking about every Republican. So I just want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, no stereotypes. Huh? We're not, okay. I, I, I try very hard not to paint with a with a broad brush because, you know, like – I, you have to talk to me. I yeah. mean, you or I have a few friends that are conservative, and they're not horrifying people. Um, they're you know generally good people. Like people, like I think most people are generally good. Uh, I am proven wrong a lot, but I agree with you. <laughs> I, I agree with you. But um, I try to I try to give the benefit of doubt if I can, and. But, you know, these are – I'm talking about the Republican leadership, the people that are in charge, the people that allowed are making policy happen. and allowing it to yeah. happen and actually like pushing for it to happen. You know, the same people that said that we should have Gitmo, you know, like yeah. the – what do you think is going to happen? I mean the, this is this immigration thing, not just immigration policy, but – there have been so many families separated and so much like do you think the republicans um the elected republicans right now are going to have like a change of heart or something like that like maybe say well that was oh that was a trump thing and you know we we were backing him because he was our party leader but now we don't really want a wall we just want like more funding or more I like border patrol or something yeah i don't i i don't i don't know entirely how it would go but i can imagine or i imagine that um instead of a big comprehensive immigration bill that small things will be carved off now when you do that you prevent some of the big things that can't get done mm. without compromise mm -hmm. you know you carve mm -hmm. off the stuff that's easy to do and you're left with the big nut that you can't crack <laughs> but i i can imagine a scenario where they do something about dreamers you know they sort of acknowledge that you know the 500 kids now 400 and something kids should be re reunited with their parents and it you know the government should basically pay they have to fly the kids to where the parents are or fly the parents to where the kids are yeah you know the government needs to make it right but I imagine that there'll be small, you know, if Biden can do it at all, my guess is that he'll find small things that people can agree on and then carve it all off. And then that'll leave it harder to do anything else that's left behind, Yeah, you know, because there won't be anything to negotiate with. But, you know, just small, not meaningless, certainly for the people that are affected, but, you know, small, tiny pieces that are, you know, there's common ground yeah. on them. So, and you know, that little incremental stuff, I mean, that's how we get into trouble. Yeah. You know, cause we just do a little incremental thing and the great big problem is sitting right in front of you that nobody addresses. Yeah. So, in a time, so I guess that's my fear. Yeah. In a time where we really hope. need to swing for the fences in a, a yes. few different areas, um, it's, it, we're being hampered like left and right. Ha. <laughs> get it but um we're being hampered <laughs> all over by yeah. not just republicans but some democrats you know like we yep. need to it, like the the raising the minimum wage um 
that is something that everybody like most of the country wants the thing and plus the the biden plan for that in this in that he wants to put into the aid package that's getting voted on through the house right now is a four-year ramp up to fifteen dollars instead like it wouldn't be just like boom fifteen dollars next month or something like that it would be like a gradual increase but but you know, even four years, because if it's seven twenty-five to fifteen, mm-hmm. that's basically a doubling in four years. Mm-hmm. It is four years. I think you're right. Yeah, it's four years. Um, so that's pretty steep. It, but that's how far behind it is, too. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. that's why it's so far off. That's something that the that the like, and I've said before. I think a, a, a strong opposition party is important. Um, and by the way, you're listening to Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio, uh, WXOJOP one hundred three point three FM. I just want to get that in there. So, <laughs> um, the uh, so I, the one thing I think about is if we had a a conservative party that was uh, honest about things, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm talking Played about hardball like, with principles yeah just played hardball but with principles exactly yeah. like it, it, um like the democrats want to like have all of these programs for for things that would be very helpful and useful but then the republicans would be like ah, i don't know this that's that costs a lot of money you know and then yeah. they would compromise Let's just trim this back a little bit yeah. probably the outcome would be better or the the republicans they're in part and they want to cut all these things and the democrats are like ah no, this this, this yeah. saves lives. You know, maybe yeah. we shouldn't do that. Maybe this one could go. Yeah, yeah. maybe that. Maybe well, we and, cut down this. That, you know, maybe we shouldn't. By the way, the F thirty five project that's fun. Have you heard about yeah. that? Oh, that's not the latest. I think we talked about last year. It's always an adventure. It had the, so, the what is uh, it this year? The military has admitted that it is a failure. Oh, good! Trillions oh, good. of dollars. That's a first trillions yep. of dollars um and not and over like 10 years i think not very not very yeah. long and that could have that yeah, money you guys were talking about it so many when things. obama was in office oh, yeah i remember yeah. you and mike then it wasn't 10 it, years yeah. it was like 20 probably but like yeah. <laughs> still but um the but we have we've had a republican party that just is a wall and doesn't try to work with anything you know um do you think we're going to get that back well, if you can well if you can win by just putting up a wall mm-hmm. i mean i understand but then you just everybody you know puts their shoulders together and holds it but when you get routed on certain issues periodically and then you route the other side you know there's a lot more progress to be made when it's happening that way instead of just somebody that can blockade any action yeah you know, I think you're right about having a balance of um, opinions and having the ability to um, to move the ball a little bit up the field and down the field. It's it's this um, this stalemate, like you mentioned before with Mitch McConnell, his ability to prevent Obama from appointing anyone. You know, that's really when it damage. I think it damages the government. Oh yeah, the ability to govern. I do. I do too. You know, the veto power. If we had, um, if we, and we can talk about, we can actually talk about the, uh, the filibuster in the next, um, in the second half. Um, 
Yeah. But the uh, if we had a, a an an intellectually honest, honestly Republican leadership over the past twenty years, uh, you know, we could have had some climate change movement. We could have had um some common sense uh increase in the in in the wage in the minimum wage we could yep. have had a lot of things even if they just yeah tied it to the rate of inflation so they kept moving god yes yeah, yeah cuz it's amazingly low it's um i think yeah, part of said biden's it. package is to tie it to to something it needs to be tied to something so it doesn't have to get voted on all the time it just it yeah. just goes up just you Creeps know up. yeah just sort of like, like uh, so so Social Security. Exactly. I was just going to say yep. that. Exactly. Just like Social Security. Just it's just going to go up by a certain percentage every so often, you know. And that's just what not happens. a huge percentage, yeah. but yeah, but just a little bit. I mean, think about this. Yeah. Think about this. What if you know it was seven twenty five? What back in like two thousand four or something? <laughs> what if? Yeah. It was twelve uh, years. Yeah. What if it just went up to fifteen dollars over the course of a decade? Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Oh man. Then Yeah, it would have been fine. Yeah, then we wouldn't have a lot of people crying about small businesses getting getting shafted. Yeah, because <laughs> it's that gradual. Exactly. Well, although does it, everything always have to go up? What the I mean in some industries things actually, you know, they get cheaper. Yeah, it's true. I mean if if labor if labor always goes up, then we always have to have an expanding economy. And that does, I mean, we can talk about climate change if you want to go that route, but, <laughs> yeah. but that's, you know, one of the problems is that more and bigger and better, you know, there's certain limit to the resources. So, I mean, there is an argument to be made that maybe things don't always have to go up, that you can just make them more stable and keep the value intrinsic. I don't think that's possible. Uh, especially Not with in the, the American viewpoint. No, when when in in our in our economy, the way that our economy functions, and and it is in an, a a constant expansion. That's how it's like set up, especially with like the stock market and everything. You know, stocks go up. You know, so when when we're talking about wages, costs just because let's say materials or production costs go down that doesn't mean necessarily mean that costs for those things will go down they either stay the same or they go up nobody just slashes prices on what they're producing unless they absolutely have to because chips. you know chips chips have gone down in costs chips have gone down the cost of but unit. you you haven't really seen you know, computer chips yeah. Well, you get you get lots more power for the same money. You know, it really for the same money. Very interesting for the same money. They, yeah. Like well, they're not like a a, a chip that was a hundred dollars, um, a hundred dollars, but still like a hundred dollars. Like this year wasn't like two hundred dollars last year. They're not gonna they're not gonna leave money on the table. That's they, crazy. I yeah no I think they do because now well, the new chip does twice as much so. Yeah, it, it's interesting because there is a there is a market force that does make stuff more efficient and less expensive and produced, you know, with better use of the inputs and more uh, sustainability on the backside. Oh, true. I mean, all that and, and like uh, you look happen. at um, you look at uh, you know, like earlier this year, I was looking for a webcam, and because earlier last year, and because of the pandemic, 
a a webcam that was suggested on many sites that said it was like 50 bucks it was 125 oh cuz it was the, you yeah, can get them same model or, yeah they limited yeah yep. same model same everything but it but it just they they just pumped the 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 price up but like if it, it, like later when it goes down i'm sure they're not going to put it down back down to 50 bucks they're probably going to leave it at like yeah. 75 because yep, until they start to erode their market yeah, erodes and then they'll basically do something. Yeah. Well, then the next, the next or, model comes out and so they'll depreciate the last one. But I mean, when we're, when we're talking about how um, the, the, the Republican party thinks about that sort of thing, they, it, it just seems like the policy that they're putting out uh, is more concerned with the acquisition of wealth than who can use that wealth to purchase the um the 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 services or the items that are being produced it's it's a really so interesting that, uh we only have a few minutes but yep. like what were you going to say well i was just going to ask you a question one of the things you know that covid has caused all the kids being at home mm-hmm. for school has really pointed out the inequality dis dis equity of um access to the internet and it's really quite profound and you know what do you what do you think the role of government is in in trying to rectify that you know because it's really profound i mean it's amazing out here in western mass there's a lot of towns oh i could you know have tried to put together their own internet and all that you probably could go on for two hours but i was just curious what you think the role of government is that's easy trying to fix that um high speed (laughs) high speed internet should be uh considered on the same level as electricity and water and it should be wired to every home the capability of getting internet should be a part of every household that's funny i agree with you that's I mean, th- yeah. when we're then we talk about ISPs and things like that, but then we should th- we should also consider those like electric companies or water companies, like yeah. even if they're you private. Like I don't really like privately run electric companies personally, but like whatever. If you have an ISP for an area and they are federally regulated, so they're not, uh, so at least they have to uh, to offer a discounted low tier of the minimum of high-speed internet, which, by the way, everybody, if you hear high-speed internet in the U.S., it is woefully uh, slower than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I like to call it po- pokey. Exactly. It's pokey internet. <laughs> but um, we, we just wire everything. And that's our oh, infrastructure. We, yeah, yeah. We just wire wire everything for, for internet. It's just a plug in your house, just like an electric plug or a, or a water faucet. And we regulate that so everybody ha- can have access. If you aren't living in a place, then you can't use the internet because it's shut off just like the electricity. Easy. Yeah. So uh, we can talk about uh, more of this stuff in the next half, but we should take a break. So the FCC and the the so the FCC has a chance to rate um, uh, cable internet as a utility, <laughs> and here are PSAs and <laughs> show promos and everything. <laughs> yeah. When we when we get back, and again, like just like just like a couple of shows ago, I solved everything. Look at that. <laughs> Sweet. And it had, I mean, again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you, everybody. This has been Civil Politics and Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. I am Genre. I am here with Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Hey, hey. Uh, Mike is away for hey, the... Hey, <laughs> hey. Hey, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike is away. Um, just taking the night off. Hope you're feeling okay and um, rested up for next week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So um, we were talking about uh, infrastructure, it's specifically the internet, but um, or high speed internet. But Sue, you wanted to talk about infrastructure in the country, like what we should do. Well, yeah, because we were talking about the the um, internet. We got off on that because of the, all the kiddos that are at home trying to learn, and the yeah. and just sort of the, how un, uneven the playing field is for that, and how many kids sort of dropped out you know they're they can't finish their lesson plans everybody in the household can't be on the internet at the same time so you know all that kind of stuff and if government has a role if internet is really a um utility now what what is the role of government and how do we get sort of to the next step because a lot of people have talked about big infrastructure bill i think obama did 
Trump yeah. definitely did. Mm-hmm. And Biden has. Yep. And we never seem to we never seem to come to terms with that. And I was just sort of curious how, you know, because I have a very limited list of things that, you know, I think the government should work on. And yours may, I'm guessing, I'm assuming. Might, Mine's or probably I'm imagining more expanded might, than, than yours. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of what those what those things are. I mean, we both agree, I guess, the Internet. I mean, I feel like that's a utility now. It has to be given yeah, the access that people need to do things. Yeah. And um, I mean, access doesn't just mean uh, having the physical wiring in the house. It's also can you afford it? Uh, yeah, it has to, to be lit up. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be accessible to everybody, just like healthcare. Um, like everybody technically has access to healthcare, but can you afford it? That's the yeah. That there's is, a barrier there. Exactly. There. That's there are so many barriers to entry. Um, but I know when we're talking health- about, I'm sorry. I was going to say on healthcare, people always say, "Well, you can go to the emergency room." It's true, but I've had people I knew that had no money. They went to the emergency room and they discovered they had, you know, some sort of galloping metastases, and that's not considered emergency care. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, all that all that costs a lot of money, and you can't get treated in the emergency room for that. And it, yeah. you know, it's people don't realize in this country how many people die because they can't afford treatment. Yeah, it's actually. You know, it's pretty intense. I'm really glad that you agree that uh, healthcare is a right, Sue, and that we should have uh, government-run healthcare. Could I'm really glad about that. Now it's limited, right? um, (laughs) You know, your broken legs should get fixed, but I don't really want to fix your nose so that you're prettier. (laughs) But. But we, you know, we could fight over that all evening. So. Oh, probably that'd be fun. So actually, probably, uh, probably agree. <laughs> um. So, uh, but we were talking about infrastructure. Um. And yeah. what do you? So my question for you actually would be: what, um, what should, what parts of infrastructure, like what should we be focused focusing on? Like what, what should the government be be building or rebuilding and what shouldn't they well here's one worry i have you'll see my conservative stripes Mm -hmm. i i lived in a town once where they didn't fix the roof and it damaged the gym floor Mm. and it's because they never they never put money into maintenance preventive maintenance and so then you'd have to rebuild the whole school and the state would pay for rebuilding a school but they wouldn't pay for renovating a school, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like in this country, we tend to build the bridge and not maintain it. So I don't, I don't want to, um, I, I don't want to go around fixing all the bridges because cities and towns and states didn't maintain them at the same time. If they're unsafe, we got to do it. So I, that's the, that's the tension for me is that when do you, you know, reward the city or town that didn't maintain something? over the town that did mm-hmm. spend all their money on that instead of, you know, painting, I'm going to say something pejorative here, you know, painting a rainbow crosswalk instead of maintaining the roof on a piece of property you have. Oh, you no, know, I, I think those I, are, yeah. Painting the rainbow crosswalk I, is, can, can be 
seen as like kind of useless if there's no policy initiative behind it. Yep. It's just like, look what we did. It's like, okay. Yep. That's nice. Yep. Thank Somebody you. said they'd donate the paint. Actually, I I don't I like rainbows. I'm gay. But um I I don't like it that they painted a rainbow crosswalk because crosswalks are supposed to be fluorescent white so that you can see the person crossing it. It's a safety thing. So it's like for me that was um that was sort of a really good example of a symbolic empty gesture. Mm. So and all my gay friends are probably shouting at the radio right now. I mean, it, that is it, a good concern. It, I think the paint that they used is very reflective. And we're talking about the paint in, in Northampton downtown, I believe. Yep. So I think the, yep. the paint it started that we, to fade. It started to fade, but like just, you know, like the paint that was there before, like the white paint that was starting to fade too. Um, yep. Anyway, uh, be repainted. so I mean, but that's the kind of tension, you yeah. know, do you, do you, do you give money to places that aren't doing what they're supposed to do? I mean, you should fund something. If you're going to build a school, you've got to build in the maintenance of it, you know, keep the windows caulked and the furnace, you know, cleaned and up to snuff uh-huh. and repair the roof. I mean, this country's kind of a, they always have money for the building, but not for the maintenance. Well, when, and when, it's a when you're talking, um, what do you call that? Short, 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 yeah, just it. I don't know. And we do a lot of that. But that's why all our bridges are falling down. None of them have been really maintained properly. Well, I mean, at, at the, uh, a bridge has a, a life cycle. Just because you maintain it, like you can spackle it all you want, but eventually you're going to have to take that thing down. You know, like the the main structure of it is going to break down. That's just um. And cycles but if you like like the rust and repaint it. Oh, it, it'll last, it lasts longer. A lot longer. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. These yeah. sorts of things should be built into the cost of uh, total cost of ownership. Yeah. Um, yep, if you PTO. in this, one of the things is that if you have a like a school or a bridge that is supposed to be maintained by a town, and that town, and how is that how like when do you say that the town is at fault for not maintaining it because you know there are a lot of towns in Massachusetts that just don't have the money even before the the pandemic they just the tax base wasn't there or the yeah. the citizens voted to put the money into other things like no the school's fine we're going to we want a new road over going up to this rich guy's house or something, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, uh, there are, there that are. That sounds kind of Republican. Are you poking fun at me? Just kidding. Bit, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> more poking fun at the capitalists. That's really like, you know, there are, oh, there okay. are definitely well, liberal capitalists. Let's, let's not be crazy. Yes. But, um, True. the, uh, but like some towns, they just, can't spend the money on on certain improvements because they weren't allowed to even though they tried to and there are certain states that just won't give towns money for structures that they need to maintain you know like everybody worries about the kids but nobody wants to fix the schools and yeah. they keep passing it off. So when we're getting to infrastructure and like who hasn't maintained it, who has, like how do you determine uh, who should get the money? Because, you know, the town should spend the money, but they can't spend the money. They have money, 
some towns have a lot of money, but they can't spend the money on certain things because the people voted against it. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I Sometimes it seems like um, a town will build a great big safety complex or great big school when, in fact, if they did it with the next town over, it'd be a lot more efficient and more sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a economic sense, not a, a climate sense. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the city of Northampton built a new, uh, I think it's a f- fire safety complex. And at the time, um, the chief was bragging, he's, he's left, mm-hmm. that they they got just under the di- deadline and they didn't have to meet the new um, earthquake standards. Oh, my God. Because they, they did a step right at the very end before the new code went in. And, <sighs> you know, I think that's so foolish because why do they have new standards? Something they discovered wasn't up to snuff mm-hmm. for earthquakes. It's like. That is not wise. That's not a wise decision. We are due you know, you for an earthquake about... in this area, like in in <laughs> yes, we are. Boston. Like we are due for a major yeah. earthquake, and we don't know when it's going to happen. And at some point, those those turtles on that on that building are going to come down on someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that kind of that, and I don't know how you because we're such a freelance country that every little town and village and dingle. Um, does their own thing. And dingle? so I, I don't, yeah, dingle is a, there's one in, um, Waitley has a dingle. What, I'm sorry, <laughs> we have dingle. to stop. What is a dingle? <laughs> we have to stop everything well, so real- you can explain this to me. A dingle. I just, one, I love well, I saying hope I can. it, but <laughs> please tell it's everybody. Like, it's almost, it's like a valley, you know, sort of like where they used to yodel, you know, where there's like a little geographic um, it's not really a valley, but it's a, like, a, I think it's along a river with a mountain. Is there like it's some sort of a geographic? Is there like a hill? Like, like a couple of hills? Yeah. So you can yeah, say like, hill so and you can say like high, like, like maybe like high in a hill, maybe like a goat herd. Like, yeah, was... exactly. Like Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but you know, just every little geographic niche. Mm-hmm. Um, has you know has its own style and flavor i mean that's so american yeah you know that that you know if you're in arkansas and you're over here and you're part of this family then you do it this way and you know if you're in new york city and you're on the upper east side then you know you do it that way and i mean that is sort of what gives us the flavor in this country but there is a certain inefficiency yeah i guess it's not to put it no that that's a very good way of putting it yeah, that but that infrastructure is I mean, that's a big word and I think it means a lot of different things to many, many different people. So yeah. I you know, that it'll be interesting to see if Biden tries to get it out of the gate because I don't think Obama could. Um no. you know, Trump Trump said he was, but he didn't really that was oh, never no, big he, in he was never gonna do that. He was never gonna do that. <laughs> and I think your um your house speaker, actually our house speaker Nancy Pelosi has put that on the table as being a, a really important priority. And yeah. so I think Schumer too, right? I mean, and yeah, I think Schumer is actually the Republicans. Uh Schumer has actually like had a lot of strong opinions lately, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Uh <laughs> well, like, he's got some power, right? I mean, now that he has power, I guess, but he did have power before. He was a minority leader in in the Senate. Like 
anyway um <clears throat> schumer me and schumer um yeah, but-, <laughs> but uh yeah, the uh, there are a few things that Biden really wanted to focus on this year. It was pandemic relief, it was uh infrastructure, and it was um oh, I forget the last one. There was one more and I forget what it is. But pandemic relief climate and change. Climate change, thank you. And climate, climate change. change. Yeah, the, those those things like the big three. Yeah, and all of those go in hand in hand. Um yeah, you know, like inf- especially yeah. infrastructure and climate change. Uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I mean, would you buy property in Miami right now? God, no. I mean, it's Miami you know, at sea level. I wouldn't really want to live in in Florida anyway. Oh, you don't but like hot, right? no, I just like Florida. Just Florida <laughs> in general. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have friends well, in Florida. My friend Jared just got married in Florida. By the way, congratulations, Jared. He's not listening, but um. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> anyway, but you uh, didn't go down for the wedding because it was too hot, right? Oh yeah, Actually, that's why the COVID, and not the COVID or the disability, <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> the Rona. Yeah. Um. There's one. There's one video uh, by this YouTuber called H Bomber Guy, and I'll try to link it in in on the website civilpoliticsradio.com. By the way, um, and it's it's uh, um, Shapiro. Um, like he, he, oh, like years ago, he had this talk about like climate change and, uh, he was saying like, if, if there was, if, if there was like something that happened and, and people, people like, uh, uh, were starting to, to get like their properties were, were going down in value because the sea level was rising by a little bit, then they would just sell their homes and move. Like that's that's how you solve it, and then and then he's like, "Who would buy these properties, Aquaman?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, somebody who thought it was a really good deal and didn't know any better. Exactly. Yeah. Like, who's gonna and buy who the underwater? <laughs> what are yeah, you? Yeah, and do? you can't get a mortgage because you can't get um flood insurance because it's a known. There are so many people problem. that just can't There's, afford flood insurance. Yeah. Like in the, well, and that's why you know. it's so expensive mm-hmm. because it's it's likely. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a you know rare risk. It's a likely risk. There's a there's a great science fiction book. I think it's twenty. Is it um, twenty twenty or twenty forty? And it's uh, you know another one of these books about what happens when the water rises, and it's all about New York City mm-hmm. and the whole culture of people having sailboats. And trying to rebuild the apartment buildings underwater, oh, you know, wow. there's all these architects, and you know, it just creates this whole, um, just different set of people with different skills, mm-hmm. and and you know, and how fast they rust, and the rebar that's in all the cement, and but it's it's very interesting because there's still like this elitist class sort of, you know, jet boating from building high-rise building to high-rise building and certain parts of the city are underwater and mm-hmm. but it's quite fantastical and and very well written if you love science fiction it's it's and it's it's not unreasonable you know it's actually quite believable so and i'll try to find that like book that and i'll thing. link that so, on the site as well for yeah. under this show but yeah um and after we're off the air i'll look because i i actually have a copy of it somewhere oh, and i'll cool. tell you what its actual title is yeah i'd love that so. um but I mean, we we're talking like when you're talking about infrastructure, like we were talking about, and talking about the the need for preparation and for ma- yeah. maintaining and money for maintaining. What is going to like if we even if we opened up this money 
for because some of these things that need to be maintained are completely under state control. You know, they're wholly within the state. So they yeah. they're under state control. The the government can't force the state to do something with some certain structures. So even if we we're like here, have this money, how are we going to get the states? Like some states are just gonna be like, no, we're not gonna take that money. Or no, we will use this money on something else. You know, how are you gonna yeah. get the states to to spend the money in the way that we think they should? You know, like uh, the yeah. like some like uh, some uh, red states specifically, they uh, there was money to expand Medicaid, and some of these states yeah. like Kentucky, they were like, no, we they don't didn't want take it. it. We don't want to do that. Yeah. Why? And they could here's money. <laughs> we're giving you money, you know. And so when we're, I can speak to that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You want to know why not? Yeah, give me, give me, give me an answer. <laughs> Two seconds worth, because they've seen this show before and the government offers you money mm -hmm. and then it evaporates and you still have all those people that you have to pay for. It's a, it's a, what do you call it? Bait and switch. Mm -hmm. If you really don't trust the government, which they, the government does this all the time, they'll give you money to do something, start an initiative, but they don't fund the operating costs. They don't fund the maintenance. They don't fund. So you, you don't want to take on an obligation. It's sort of like, I'll give you this really nice house, but you have to pay the mortgage. If it's that like, hmm. if that was the issue, then they could have said that. No one they said did. that. I don't remember anybody. Yeah, a saying lot that. of Republicans. Like they, yeah, they said no. Yeah, they said this no. Another... But when they were talking about whenever I, I I heard like you know a governor yeah. getting interviewed, they were like, no, we we don't need to expand Medicaid. Um, we don't need to. We do don't that. want yep. the we don't want the government overspending. That's going to balloon the budget and yep. everything. Even though you know those are the yep. states that actually cost the union money. Um, but when we're going it, back to the, it, to the like schools yeah. or something, you know, like states yeah. control schools. So if we say here, have a hundred million dollars to fix up this school, uh, and to maintain the school for five years and here have this money, but then they, how are we going to get the state to take that money? And if they do take the money, how are we going to get them to spend that money? on that specific on project. the right thing yeah well yeah those those relationships are complicated because you know there is money that comes through the state to the local community mm -hmm. and i think it's called cherry cherry sheet money from the state and you know there's all sorts of strings and if you do this and you can have that but you have to justify they they go i mean it's almost like acrobatics trying to get folks to do yeah. What you think is the right thing to do, because, you know, there is still local control. The school board, you know, most government money at, at the city level, it's a line item. So if you say $13,000 to the police department, you can't move the money somewhere else once it's been um, encumbered for that, mm -hmm. for the police department. But in the school department, it's one top line item. So even the city itself can't control what the school committee spends the money on. It's very interesting. They just get one number and they can do it to the teacher or they can turn around and, you know, repoint the building. It's um, <sighs> it's it's a very interesting thing. That's New England. I don't know if it's true all over the country. Yeah. It's but it's a, just yeah, kind it's, of depressing. It's without levers. <laughs> it, I well, mean, you so have you, like, if you cut the budget, yeah. the school committee can actually take it out of the, I don't know, say the teacher's salaries 
and yeah. and use it on the janitorial services. It's not, you know, there's not direct control even by the mayor. Although in Northampton, the mayor sits on the school committee, but the school committees are independently elected. So yeah, it's very it's like impossible. I don't that that brings up like a quandary that I would have is do you want to have should we have um like education under state control should it be under local control and it should should it be under federal control and there are so many problems with each level uh yep. and and just talking about infrastructure like should all schools be under federal control then there would be regulations and they would need to be upkept to a to a certain standard across the nation yep. but who's going to pay for I it i don't think anybody like agrees yeah. and, and nobody agreed to it yeah and then or yeah. then then you have parents like in texas control. would not want no new englanders telling them how to raise their kids <sighs> Jesus. For sure. Well, I mean, and that's why I was versa, just like, <laughs> would you want, huh? Would you want the Texas textbooks used in Boston? I think not. I would want textbooks. Right. I don't see that's well. I mean, that's one thing. Like, if we're going to get into education, like just not just infrastructure, but like if you have textbooks, I don't want Texas textbooks. I don't want Boston yeah. textbooks. I just want textbooks. I want them to have the information. I want them to be wholly scientific and I want them to, to objective. be objective. Yep. Exactly. We don't need to have any – like if you want to have any uh, opinions about history, that should come from like just the teacher and then you can handle that. But if you have a textbook, you shouldn't be, ca- you shouldn't be calling uh, slaves um, – forced immigration or something you know yeah that's chattel slavery that's what it is you know like you can't like you if you have um textbooks they sh- there should be just should just be textbooks can you imagine agreeing on textbooks across this country <sighs> I can. I can't imagine it. <laughs> but I can unma- I can imagine people agreeing on things, but I know that there will be a vocal minority of people that would be all pissed off about it. And yep. it, it's just like And they homeschool. Yeah. They go right to homeschool. Oh, the sixteen yeah. the sixteen nineteen project and this liberal propaganda rah, 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 you know, and yep. you know, like yep. if there was a if there was a, a council, like an education council, but the problem is that like then you have federal control of of education and then it depends on who's in control of the federal government at that point. What if it's all conservatives who all believe in creationism or something? Then you print out textbooks and for the next four years it's just textbooks about how humans rode dinosaurs. You know. Yep. It's, and you have a lost generation. Mm-hmm. Of kids that yeah it's it's a tough I mean I I think it's a really important issue for this country because we're not so homogeneous as some other countries yeah. and those that it keeps us from really having national standards even for building codes yeah it really does yeah it, it yeah um so I think it is time to wrap up. 
actually. Oh so, my goodness. <laughs> this has been a really fun conversation. We've kind of like hit a lot of different points that, that I think uh, that are really cool. If you are, if you're listening, you're interested in other conversations that we've had, then you can go to civilpoliticsradio.com and listen to all of our past episodes. Look for the Civil Politics Supplementals, which is uh, more of this kind of like conversational kind of thing and that is really fun. Um, thank you so much, Sue, for for uh, for this. This was really cool. Yeah, I love this. This was a great night. Yeah. Um, again, Mike, hope you're doing well. Hope you're relaxing and everything. Um, have a great night. I just want to remind everybody that after Civil Politics, we have a great night. We have a bunch of different music shows. Subculture is coming up next. We have... Uh, table of contents okay asia and just so much music going on throughout the night so stay tuned to that thank you everybody for listening to civil politics radio on valleyfuradio.org something i messed up that last part but (laughs) have a great night everybody good night civil politics is a member of the planetside podcast network to learn more go to planetsidepodcasts.com